Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we have one in a million. We have Bethany Frankel on the podcast, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear my chat with her. Of course, we know her as one of the original cast members on The Real Houses of New York. She also had a couple spinoffs on Bravo. You guys know I love my Bethany Ever After. You know I love it, which is on Peacock now, for those of you asking, the Peacock app or whatever whatever that Peacock is. You could go look at it there. That's where you can go view it. Uh, she's also got a new podcast out called Just Be with Bethany, and she's got the charity initiative, Be Strong. So if you want to donate, dude, they do a lot of great relief work. It's called Be Strong. Look it up. Donate. We raised a lot of money a while back early on in the pandemic for Be Strong, and uh, I think it's a great charity. So with all of that said, we mentioned it all throughout the interview. However, we are a little bit more focused on the entrepreneurial stuff because, you know, I couldn't ask her all the housewife questions I might have wanted to, um, but we do dip in a little bit to Housewives. We talk a little bit about Scary Island, and there's some good stuff in there. So I hope you guys enjoy the chat with Bethany. And coming next week, I have two amazing guests that I am so excited for you guys to hear. I'm truly freaking out. I was so excited for you guys to hear this chat with Bethany. And next week, now I have other great guests. And I can't believe I'm getting these amazing guests. And it's been fun to talk to so many successful people. I mean, talking to Bethany, it came at the right time because you know, we're all in our heads a little bit, and we're struggling through this pandemic and the election, all of this stuff going on. I don't know about you guys, but I want to take a little detour here really quickly before we get into the interview with Bethany. And I just got to tell you a quick little funny story. I was out on my hike. I've been trying to do these hikes every day to get outside, get some fresh air. I go to this trail that's really quiet. There's not a lot of people. So I get there the other day, and I'm out there hiking up the hill. And I see this couple that looks to me like my friends Emily and her husband Corey, and they had masks on. And I just assumed it was them, but I see them maybe, I don't know, 15 feet away from me. And I'm like, oh, there's Emily and Corey. I haven't seen them in so long. And they're kind of doing this weird, coupley, flirtatious thing where they were in like a tackle stance with their knees bent. And they were playing this flirtatious game of like, I'm going to get you. And they were kind of like tickling each other, <laughs> tickling each other a little bit and like, you know, being playful with each other. So I see them from a distance doing this. And I'm like, oh my God, there's Emily and Corey. And I kind of wave, but they don't see me. And so then I think in my head, I think I'm going to go surprise them. So I instinctively get into the bent knee position, like I'm in a football stance. And I decide I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to match the energy that they're giving off outside here in public. And I'm going to run up to them, which I know it's a pandemic and we're supposed to keep, I don't know, six feet or something. And I've been trying to do that. However, this was a moment of weakness, a friend I hadn't seen in a while. And so I just decided to get in sort of a tackle stance and go up to surprise them. So I hear them and I hear them kind of being playful with each other saying, I'm going to get you. So I decide I'm going to match that. And I say, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And I'm trying to sort of playfully scare them, which in retrospect sounds crazy. I get that. Uh, but as I got closer, I was definitely still a little bit distant from them, but I was probably within the six feet, I'd say. I'd say, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm behind the microphone. I had my mask on, they did too. 
but I got maybe a little bit closer than the six feet, more than I should have. And I apologize for that. I do. Uh, and maybe it was six feet. Who knows? Who's the, uh, we didn't have a ruler. But the point is, I'm like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Like you would say to a fucking dog. That's what I was saying to these people. And then they look up and I realize we lock eyes and I realize this is not my friend Emily and her husband, Corey. These are just two strangers that I, that I'm going up to in a football stance saying, I'm going to get you. And keep in mind, I'm outside. I'm on a hike. I'm wearing all black. I was, I had Nike hat on, Nike, whole, all of my outfit. It was dark colors. It was daytime. Um, but I had a big mask on my face. I looked crazy and I was just going up to them and saying, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And I looked up in the face on these two. They were so terrified as they should be. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Holy shit. Like that's not Emily and Corey. And I just go, oh, sorry, wrong person. And I sprinted up that hill. And I've never had a, a better sprint up that fucking hill. I've walked that hill every day now for a couple of weeks. And I haven't, I haven't gone that fast up it in some time to run away from these two that are not my friend Emily and Corey. And I wonder what they thought, this man, this a grown adult man. And I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Like, that's what you say to a dog. Or that's what I say to like, my niece and nephew who are three and four. Like, that's what you say to them when you're playing a game. But I don't know why. I don't even know why they were doing it to each other. And I don't know why I thought it was my friend Emily and Corey, because they would never do that to each other. But this couple was, you know how when couples are gross in public and they're, you know, making out where they shouldn't be or being inappropriate. I thought they were doing that. And uh, you guys, it was so awkward. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. I had to share it with you guys. You know, whatever it takes, got to get outside, get in the sun. Going through a tough time these days. So uh, with all of that said, I uh, just had to share that. And I want to leave you with my interview with Bethany Frankel. Listen to her podcast, subscribe to it. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month. You get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing just one a month over there, but more importantly, the money helps to support the show. Also, Go subscribe to the Everything Iconic YouTube channel. Just uh, go to youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I'm putting as many of the video interviews as I can up there. Unfortunately, the Bethany one, we just have it as an audio, but it's still enjoyable. And oh, listen to my new spinoff podcast. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. It's with my friend Jenna, who's a Hallmark and Lifetime movie writer. She's hysterical. She's also a comedian. And we have fun just breaking down holiday movies and going on a bunch of tangents. So that's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. The first episode is out now. We sort of uh, loosely chat and recap the movie Casper, 1995's Casper. So it's a wild ride. Uh, You can follow us at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. So I think that's all the stuff. Oh, and t-shirts. I should plug the merch, you guys. That's what Bethany Frankel taught me to do. You plug the merch. You can get the merch at everythingiconic.store. We have these new headbands for when you put on a face mask. We have these queen crown ones, which are adorable. And also, we just got in these Christmas like reindeer ones. I think they truly make the perfect stocking stuffer. But we also have t-shirts. You can get the fancy AF cocktail book signed by me over there, everythingiconic.store. I, that was a lot of promo, but you know what? That's what Bethany Frankel, Bethany V. Frankel taught me. Oh, you guys, we also talk about the controversy she was in about uh, the Cardi B song. I don't know if you followed this. Google it. And you'll catch yourselves up. But we talk about it. it. comes up. It comes up, you guys. So stay tuned. I was nervous, too, you guys. I'll probably be able to hear in the sound of my voice. I was nervous because it's Bethany. She, in terms of housewives, is an A-lister. I did try to set up my interview space like a zen space. I put 
my framed Us Weekly cover, which is an Us Weekly from season three of The Real Houses in New York with Bethany, Jill Zarin, and Kelly Bensimone on the cover. So I set that up. I took out my skinny girl half cafe cups. I tried to make it a zen skinny gal space uh, for the interview, but I was a little nervous. But uh, please enjoy. I'm going to leave you with this chat. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. We have the one and only Bethany Frankel. Bethany, uh, right off the bat, I got to show you, I'm obsessed with your skinny girl half calves. I tell you, oh, yeah. I got the margarita behind me. Um, but the the skinny girl half caps, like I truly tell everyone because I love a half calf coffee because I don't like the full flavored, uh, you know, in the afternoon. So I just really appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, good. I know because not everyone wants to get whacked out, but they want a little jolt. Right. Like I like a one cup of coffee, a regular size in the morning and then the afternoon, I need the half calf. Uh, exactly. And yours is the only half calf I actually like. So thank you. Um, oh, good. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? How does it feel to be in the podcast space? Tell me about it. Um, it's really, I keep making these jokes, but it's true. It's true. It's like, it feels like we were doing a puppet show that turned into some like Broadway production. We, I never have listened to a podcast. I didn't know how to subscribe. I had never subscribed to a podcast. And so, um, I just wanted to do it. I was just passionate about it. And even so much so in making deals during the pandemic, my deal making process has been like, 
I don't need to get paid anything up front. It'll be all back end. I'll eat what I kill. So the podcast was no different. And my team had said that they had never seen a better deal in podcasts, but it was all about what I did. So it was sort of like, who knows if we're ever, if this is not something I did to make a living by any stretch of the imagination. I, I haven't seen a dollar. I don't even know how it works. It's too complicated. But so it's nice to do something that you really just love and that you just wanted to do just for the sake of doing it. We don't do that enough. You know, we right. do that even working out. Not everyone wants to work out. They feel like they have to, you know, it's like going on and taking a walk is something that you do to make yourself feel good. The podcast makes me feel good. It's really learning about people. It really um, is about my natural curiosity. I don't believe that if I had stayed on my previous show that I would be getting the caliber of guests that I'm getting and having this kind of conversation. I just, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of many of these guests. And oh, okay. Um, wait, you just told me a very specific guest that uh, Hillary Clinton, I mean, that's like gotta be mind blowing to just be sitting down chatting with her. Right. Well, it was mind blowing to be sitting down chatting with her, but to be honest, you know, she was, I was wearing a Snoopy t-shirt. She was wearing a blue, like just regular, like Vermont fleece that anybody would be wearing it. Like, you know, to eat chili and après ski. And, um, you know, the thing of it was what I realized after that interview, it's like a lot of them where it's not like it's this massive conversation of just like fireworks are exploding out of my headphones. You know, it's an intimate conversation. I'm realizing that more and more as I think about Ryan Murphy and I think about, um, Maria Shriver and, and Paris Hilton, like, you know, they're not, it's not like blow your socks off. Oh my God, breaking news. It's just a conversation. So with Hillary, it was a conversation between two women about relationships, about being a woman, about um, relationships while having a high pressured life and that balance about how the pandemic has affected our family dynamic. Um, if we feel like we're sort of special or we had it in us, like, you know, it's just like, it was a, it's a, it's not that the conversations are big, the conversations are small, but they're long, you know, and everyone keeps saying that they want it to be longer, which is astounding because I'm talking to these people for an hour. So think about the value of an hour with a person like Hillary Clinton or Mark Cuban or any of the people, you know, I have so many crazy guests coming. Right. I mean, I love the Mark. Stuff. I love the Mark Cuban episode. I just thought it was fantastic. Thank uh, you. So yeah. I, I, I feel like I found my calling. I adore this. It's just wonderful. Yeah. And I book the show myself. I do the bookings. It must be. <laughs> I do the bookings here too. And it's like, it's stressful going back and forth with, um, PR and all sorts of people, but oh, I don't do that part. I call the people and see if they want to do it. They say yes, then I hand it to my team. I'm just begging people. I was like begging your PR person. I'm like, please get Bethany on the show, <laughs> like please. Okay. I understand. Um, also, I have your framed Us Weekly from like I saw that. Three. Um, I don't know a- that I've been on the cover of Us Weekly. Besides that, like, a- oh yes, I have. Uh, yes, I have. But that that's a pretty iconic cover. Oh, I know. I mean, that was the time. Um, so you're entering the podcast space, which is male, male dominated predominantly. And you had mentioned on your Twitter this morning that um, I believe it was like 79% of your listeners are men. What do you sort of make? Hold of on. This? I was incorrect. It was of the Dana White episode. Okay. Actually, yeah, Sarah, correct that on Twitter. The 79% that were men are on the Dana White episode. I was incorrect. I thought that was weird too. But anyway, it is, it's a male space you're telling me? I didn't even know that. Okay. Uh, did you know much about it? You said you didn't listen to podcasts. Zero. You're just sort of entering it blindly, which zero. must be. Yeah. I, knew that, I knew zero about the podcast space. I knew that I went, 
I knew that Andy Cohen kept bugging Scott Greenstein on Sirius Radio to, you know, because I had done a deal with them. And I was supposed to be on almost every day. And Scott Greenstein, after an incident at a Coldplay concert where I spilled a drink on someone, Scott Greenstein just iced me out. He ghosted me. And then I met with Liz Gately at Spotify and pitched them to do a podcast because Andy Cohen connected us by email and told me that I should meet her. And she ghosted me. And uh, I met with iHeartRadio about a radio show. And they ghosted me. I met with Westward One. And they, they, theirs was like a really bad deal. And that was at the time when someone, everyone was talking about Adam Carolla had the best podcast, but I didn't understand anything about it. So Endeavor was the first person that called to say, we want to do a podcast with you. Andy Cohen kept saying, um, and Paul too, my boyfriend kept saying, you would be great at a podcast, but Andy's like, you would kill it. You have to do it. Just, you know, and he rarely calls me just to be like, Hey, to say something, you know, because I thought he wanted to produce it or something. He's like, no, this is nothing to do with me. He's like, I think you're better than me. I think you're going to crush it at this. So Endeavor was the first one that called me. Yeah. So that's the, I took the first first person who asked me on a date. I, I went, <laughs> you know, I didn't know a thing. I didn't know there was a list. I, I heard from everybody. You can't really make real money on podcasts. I, I thought I didn't have that's the time. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. You know, with all of these businesses, whether it be the liquor business or now podcasting, do you kind of look at those people who maybe said no or turned you down? Like and and say like fuck you guys like look at what what's happening now or how do you feel about it after the success if that makes any sense i'm proud of us i mean someone asked me one of my partners in another area said to me what's the creative Uh, like and i go what i don't know what you're talking about and they said well what's the creative on the podcast i go there is no creative i just put my pajamas i go take a shower after i put my pajamas (laughs) back on and i put the headphones on and then i talk like there's no creative. There's there are two producers, and Corey were, is a guy who works with me, and my assistant Sarah. That's who's on. That's this is our whole team. Now Endeavor is a you know fucking awake and they're dancing over there. But like they're the ones who asked me out, out on the date, so I went out with them. Okay, I want to talk about your other products. Do you have a favorite amongst everything? I mentioned your Skinny Girl K-Cups and your, of course, my mom's obsessed with the White Cranberry Cosmo Margarita. I don't own that anymore, so. I, right, but amongst the other products that you do own, of course, the the liquor is separate now, but like, you know, the coffee, the pop, my boyfriend loves the popcorn. Like, is there I mean, one? The dressings I use a lot. The dressings are amazing. They're 10 calories, no sugar. It's just like not even, shouldn't even be legal. Um, the preserves are also 10 ca- I mean, calories. Kelly Ripa was mentioning, mentioned them yesterday on her talk show. They're just delicious. And their preserves are lame. Like I look in the supermarket and there aren't good flavors and there's a lot of sugar. So the preserves are wonderful. Supplement is a great thing because I mean, the, the female sensual intimacy one is really, well, it's not just for females. Men can take them too, but the intimacy, intimacy supplement is really great. And so hair, skin and nails, because that stuff really matters at this time. I, I, all the products are great. I mean, the, I, I have this long cardigan called the mush. That's part of the skinny girl um, apparel line. That is just a great all purpose. Be on a plane, be in a car, be in your pajamas, like a snuggly item. So I like, I like the things I do. I, I wouldn't be selling them if I didn't like them. Right, you know, right. I just, they're all pretty good. Do you recommend people right now? So many people. Oh, the popcorn. Of- Sorry. The, pop- the popcorn yeah, the- is, yeah. there's no better micro popcorn period story in film at 11. Sorry for interrupting you. Uh, no, no. Do you recommend people right now to be starting businesses? Like what's the advice you would give someone who's maybe out of a job or furloughed right now um, who is thinking about being an entrepreneur? 
there's never been a time like now where people must jump to fly. And as a result of this pandemic, it is my belief that there is going to be a huge spike in small businesses for the people who are not just paralyzed and stuck for the people that have been using this time wisely and planting seeds to grow. That's what I've been doing. I haven't been sitting around just only baking cookies at home and just talking about how, how much anxiety I have. I've been, I've been really working it. Right. You know, I had your uh, old assistant Julian recently on the show. And, and one of the things I said to her was we, it was so amazing to watch. I feel like so many of us have watched you grown more than any other personality that I can ever remember on television. Cause we've seen you uh, when you were just starting out business wise to where you are now. Um, and I do believe that you were the first person, one of the very first people to really utilize the television landscape for your brand. And really, I always think of you as one of the first to say, I'm a brand or, or act as a brand. Right. Because if you watch the original Kardashians, they weren't really doing it as much. And Kim didn't drink until Midori, until my skinny girl deal. And then she did the Midori deal. So So that's when everybody got really awake about this. And that's when the Bethany clause was born, which is that, that piece of a contract where, people have to give uh, a piece to the network. And I didn't sign that part. I crossed that part out. So I definitely was the first, the first. I might've been one of the, I was one of the first to have a New York Times bestseller. They all came after me. So I did pave the way for a lot of these people, particularly on the Housewives, but overall in reality television too, which is a great legacy to have left. Yeah. And so early on when you were showcasing so much of your personal life while also growing this brand, and that wasn't a common landscape, were you nervous at all to kind of mix? Or did you always kind of have the vision of them all working together as one? You just take it one You take it one step at a time. I was just today asked to do another podcast on a different topic and, you know, I always say we have to write this one down because I'm doing a book about this. We are alone in our business decisions. So, like, you know, it could be a great idea to do another podcast just because Howard Stern doesn't have another radio show and Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan doesn't have another one doesn't mean that I couldn't have another one on something else. But it's not a risk I'm willing to take to cannibalize what's going on with this one. So I don't do too much, meaning, you know, everybody's calling me to do everything right now in particular. And I'm saying no way more than I'm saying yes, because I don't want to be spread too thin. And part of the reason the podcast is so successful, in my opinion, is because people hadn't heard my voice for a while. And so they were starving to hear what I have to say. It's not really my voice. It's really my navigation of the conversation with the other person, but it's a little fix. So I don't think that I should be on multiple podcasts and multiple television shows. I like to do one thing at a time really well. I mean, I have many products going on at the same time, but they are all children at different ages. You know, mm-hmm. the shapewear is a college student that does the best of any of it, but it's, I don't have to nurture it and call it all the time. And the pots and pans that I'm coming out with and the eyewear and all these other products I'm coming out, those are babies. So there are, everything's at different stages of life. The podcast is a, is a, is a baby now. And, you know, the TV show I'm just pregnant with and we'll, you know, start that process next week. But it's staggered and it's not smash and grab and it's not slap your name on a label. It's very, very methodical and very careful about the decisions I make and the things that I put my name on. And I'm very involved. One of the uh, things that happened on your podcast kind of got picked up a lot of places. I saw you were talking about the Cardi B song and I wondered, um, you know, a lot of people felt differently than you. And I wondered uh, if hearing sort of the feedback from it, if you had any different, um, if you felt differently about it, does that make sense? A lot of people agreed with me, by the way. More people agreed with me than didn't. And here's the good news. 
you're having an opinion in a time when people are not allowed to have opinions or people are getting off social media because they're terrified. And I came onto this podcast saying, I'm going all the way. I, I, I will not starve if my career shuts down. I'm not going to live in a world where you can't say your opinion. I am interested in hearing people with opposing views. I'm interested in hearing people with similar views, opposing views. And I'm interested in hearing their perspective. I'm not interested in being badgered and people calling me a racist and Karen because people are, don't have the brain uh, enough or enough words to use to not just assault me. That's that's like a joke. That's not a conversation. That means you're not intelligent in any way whatsoever. Um just to, to say shitty things to people. And I did that. I gave the respect to the song that it deserved, in my opinion, that it's a very good song and that they're very talented artists. I have my own opinion about it. And so after um, that came out, no, I, I didn't. I, I would never feel any differently. I, I don't feel differently. I, do, I understand that rappers have been degrading women for years. So I don't understand why we then should be degrading ourselves because we get to do it now or degrading men with their big dicks and whatever. I don't get it. I don't believe that that's the way there are many ways to take back our power. I just didn't think that that was, I don't agree with that way. Um, I don't think that if I were running for president, I would go grab a dick because men have been grabbing pussies. Like I don't, I, I would do handle a different way. So that's just my own opinion. And you know, yeah. that's what that is. Well, I think that's what's so refreshing about your show, first of all, is that you are giving your opinion. I think we, we all miss that, especially since you're not uh, on our screens anymore. Um, so that's exciting, I think, as a, a fan of yours for so many years. You know, I, I remember you had said in terms of like Skinny Girl, you created a market because you wanted that margarita. And that's kind of, you know, it came from your need and desire. And I and I was thinking about that song and trying to think of like where I stand on the issue. And I just was kind of thinking that, you know, they created the song for them and it sort of blew up outside of expectations, but it was like they were creating it for them in their community. And so maybe that's why, uh, maybe where a little bit of the disconnect came from. Yeah, no, I, I realized that um, my daughter listens to it because it's on TikTok. So, <laughs> TikTok just won't, it screws you us know, all over. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, I, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just have an opinion on it because... I don't even agree with the reason. Like, so I, I don't agree with the lyrics, but then the reason to me doesn't also make perfect sense, but they can do whatever they want. I can take my top off and go dance in the street. And it's my business. And that may not be a great role model for my daughter, but I can also market why it's a great role model. You should be proud of your body and who cares? Everybody has boobies. Like I can do whatever I want and they can do whatever they want, but I'm allowed to have an opinion upon, about it. And I'm allowed to have an opinion about where it comes from. And it happened when I decided to give 100 Black-owned businesses uh, the first PPE loans of microloans that we did. People were calling me the opposite. Now people were calling me a racist because why not all races? And we did do that the very next day. It was the first day we raised enough money and we did Black-owned businesses. My own fucking business. I could do whatever you, I want. I you can do whatever you want. I my money to a clown university. And I just have to say that you've done so much in terms of charitable work. It's been like so inspiring to see. It's like every issue we all sort of face, I feel like right away we're hearing Bethany's on the front lines of that, like helping people, whether it be PPE or hurricane relief. I mean, it's just been incredible. And I always think like Bethany must be exhausted. Like you must be sleepy because <laughs> it's like that, that, you're that so working so hard. Yeah, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I pick my spots and I go in hard and I kill myself and it's, it almost kills me. 
but then I, then I, then I take a break. I mean, I can't live in that 365 days a year. It's amazing to watch when it's a big disaster and I can make an impact and I can do it. If I can like do it while, you know, still being a totally present mother to my daughter and I can affect change, then I do it. Don't, I do not do it 365 days a year because I also have to work and be a parent and do other things. But when I can do it, I hit it hard, real hard. We'll put the link and everything um, in the episode. But um, if one, if I could just ask one housewives related question, I just, um, I'm, I'm working on this scary Island thing. And I know you had mentioned that it was way worse than what we saw on television, the, the whole trip. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if you could expand on that just a little bit of like what your experiences were on scary Island, because I think it was the best TV of all time. Truly. Um, well, because there was a responsibility that the production had to stop shooting what was really going down. And it was pretty insane. And, you know, the producers had to intervene and, you know. In regards to Kelly. Yeah, I mean, the, the producers had to intervene and take actions. And her trip ended the first thing the next morning. And producers had to participate in that. And um, I thought that. I was astound. I thought Bravo would definitely say, "This is over. This person is not going to be on the show anymore." Because I thought there was a responsibility to to not, you know, it was it was we had left normal. So I thought that the 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 show and the network had a responsibility at that time to just say, "Okay, this was done. This is that was past the point," right. you know. Of uh, that was why I said, I said, now it's got to stop. Like, I, I agreed that this had to stop now. Like it was no longer, we were, we were not on a reality television show and we were not being funny. It was now like, this isn't, you know, not normal and not healthy. I feel like it just changed the franchise in terms of all housewives because it really laid the groundwork for all of those vacations to come. That was really like the first um, of these sort of group trips. And it was just so f- fascinating to me. So I don't know. Yeah, I, it's weird. It feels like a re- the whole thing, even being on the Housewives at all, feels really far away to me now. It really, really does. It doesn't. And for a while, it was like a drug you had to get out of your system because you sort of still wanted to, you still had curiosity and, you know, not really FOMO. The only thing I could ever miss about it is just that I'm, I'm good at it, that I like can, you know, be the last person at a trip and the first one to leave and just knock it all out. And then, you know, or party come in late and leave early and just knock it all out. And it's just easy for me. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. We miss your humor. I think Uh, personally, I miss your just quips and the confessionals were really great. So, uh, Bethany, thank you so much for taking the time. This was such a delight. Any uh, guests that you want to plug on your show or any guests that you would really love to have that you haven't quite yet? Uh, I would love Jack Dorsey, uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. I, we have booked Maria Sharapova and Sia and Chelsea Handler and Chris Rock. And I think Tony Robbins and, um, Kelly Ripa and I think Katie Couric and, you know, it's all quality. It's all people at the level. Andy Cohen is coming. Um, Maria Shriver, I think I mentioned is coming. Ryan Murphy is one of the best interviews I think I did. Everyone, everyone on my team has a different, yeah. They graded my Hillary Clinton interview an A minus. They graded Maria Shriver an A. And my Andy, I forgot what the grade was, but I think they graded my um 
Ryan Murphy at B plus, and I thought it was an A plus. So we yeah. all have a different opinion, but yeah. I love though that when I, you you ask all of your guests who are all these uber successful people, you would say like, "What advice do you have, or what's a motto you live by?" And so I just want to leave you with that question for yourself: What's your motto? Um, you know, it, there are people who are talking and people who are doing. You got to just execute and figure it out. Just get it done. I don't care how the sausage gets made. Just get it done. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait for your HBO Max show. Thank you. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.